Hello and welcome to the Education and Training Foundation podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from one of our area relationship and development leads, Ian Thompson, about the first steps providers should take to ensure they are ready for T-level delivery. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the ETF podcast. It'd be great if we could start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Brilliant. So my name's Ian Thompson. I'm the Area Relationship and Development Lead for the Yorkshire and Humber region. I've been with the ETF since September 2020. And some of you might be able to realise, especially if you're listening in Yorkshire, that I'm not a native Yorkshireman. I'm actually from Kent, but I moved to Yorkshire about three years ago, and it's a lovely part of the world. Uh, and enjoying all the work I'm doing with ETF. We're doing some really good stuff at the moment and working with uh, colleges across the Yorkshire region. In our ARDL Spotlight series in the TLPD Bulletin a little while ago, you mentioned you were doing a reading challenge. How are you getting on with that? Yeah, so this was prior to lockdown, but yeah, I set myself a target last year to read a book a week. So what I thought would have been 52, but actually ended up being a leap year last year, so it ended up being 53. But I ended up reading 54 books in the end, which was good. All different various things, mainly non-fiction. I'm not a massive fiction reader, even though I've tried to read a bit more fiction this year. Just various things, really, some around education, some around business, some around leadership. I'm not going to lie, it was quite tough going, especially Especially when you start a book and you think oh this is a uh, pretty tough it wasn't so much one book a week some took me a bit longer than that but yeah throughout the whole year I ended up with 54 so that was a challenge but enjoyable Malcolm Gladwell has got some really good books Outliers was particularly good and Jim Quick Limitless I'd recommend especially if you're a teacher in particular would be quite useful he talks a lot about learning and speed reading so I actually wish I'd read that one first because by the time I read that one it was about June I think I would have gone through the books a lot quicker if I'd read that book first That's really good. Well done on completing the challenge. So you've been at the ETF since September 2020. Can you tell us a bit more about your role? So the role of an area relationship development lead is it's quite a privileged role, really. So a lot of the work we do, we engage with providers across the country. In my region in Yorkshire and Humber, I'm working with colleges, sixth forms, academies, UTCs. And the the main basis of my work is really to support them with uh, preparation for T-level delivery. So we do that in a few different ways. Generally, we're starting off with sort of training needs analysis with each provider, looking at skills and, and skill sets within their organisations, basically plotting a route really through CPD opportunities that ETF have on offer and just giving a clearer picture of how staff can gain the most from the opportunities that we have, which is useful. The second part of that, I suppose, which is really quite nice in terms of the job role is that you get to meet a lot of new people and foster good relationships and build those relationships with different people in different providers, which is really quite rewarding. You see a lot of ways of working in different places and loads of really quite good practice. And I must admit, everyone I've spoken to has been been really, really nice. Everyone's keen to collaborate and really wants to do the best for their learners, which is fantastic and matches sort of the values that ETF possess as well. So it's a really rewarding role. I'm really Enjoying it. It's nice to meet people. Obviously, due to COVID, we've been working from home. So it's meeting a lot of heads and shoulders on the screen. So it'd be nice, hopefully, when COVID's a distant memory, that we actually get out and do some face to face meetings and, and build those relationships further. 
COVID has, you know, changed our ways of working in terms of everything's been online and through a screen, which is different challenge, really. You know, it's nice that we've been able to do that and we can still continue to do our work. But I'm a bit old fashioned. I think sometimes, you know, a face to face conversation and meeting people in a group helps develop that relationship. And one thing I've noticed with working online is sometimes it's hard when you're in a group meeting, for example, and not everyone might have a camera on. Some people got their camera off and some people might not feel they can contribute to a meeting. Whereas when you're in a room with each other, you can really each other's body language and you sort of have those informal conversations that help develop those relationships and trust longer term so it has been a challenge it's been nice that we've been able to continue our work in a positive way and we've been able to meet people and yeah we've obviously we've been traveling a little bit less so that's that's been a bit healthier for the planet but yeah it's been good that we can look at different ways of working and actually sometimes an online meeting might be enough for what we're trying to achieve whereas other times a face-to-face meeting would potentially be a better option We know that you've been concentrating on carrying out the organisational training needs analysis with providers delivering T-levels from 2022. Can you tell us about that? So the organisational training needs analysis is designed for providers who are starting new T-level provision. So at this point in time, mainly focused on providers who are starting in 2022 which seems ages away, but is coming around quickly. The, the whole idea of the, the OTNA is that it provides a plan, really, of how providers can get the most from CPD that's on offer from ETF and from our, our other partners and stakeholders to make sure that by the time their first student walks through the door on the first day of their T-level course, everyone is in a good position. They fully understand what's going on with T-levels, how their sort of piece of the pie fits into the wider picture. And really, the good thing about the OTNA is it's almost like a timeline of preparation so it's not just sort of this is everything we do and you should do it it actually sets it out into a model where providers can do things step by step and it's bespoke which is great so it's not just everything and anything it's bespoke to their needs And we basically establish that by having conversations with the providers around what their needs are, sort of skills they have within their workforce. And we work through the OTNA process so that we have an element of self-assessment with the providers around where they currently are and where they want to be. And then we take the information, we analyse it and, and put together a plan of how CPD that we have on offer and other opportunities such as collaborating with other providers um, and stakeholders can help develop that journey for that provider. So it's really quite a, an important process in terms of it gives structure to the people we're working with in terms of identifying what's next and, and where to go and where to find all this stuff. But it also helps in my role that it provides us with checkpoints basically for our interaction. So when we meet regularly, we can have a look at the OTNA and we can make adjustments and make sure that we're meeting the needs of the provider and ensuring that they're making progress and our CPD is impactful for their journey and end outcomes. So what should a provider's next steps be after the OTNA? The next step for providers really once they've completed their OTNA is working with your area relationship and development need to make sure that the OTNA is up to what you want it to be and everything's included that you need. And then really from there for individual staff members within an organisation, we promote that they do an individual training needs analysis, an ITNA for sure. And really the idea of the ITNA is it makes the CPD available more bespoke to the individual. So, for example, if you complete an ITNA, you do 
sort of your mini own self-assessment that then throws out some recommended CPD. Some of that will potentially match with what's been included in the organisational trainees analysis, but some of that might be different stuff that's around sort of looking at T-level resource improvement project research and really following the route map and the plan that's been put together uh, and making any adjustments as we go. So that's really important. I think in terms of the other aspects of T-levels and making sure you're ready, things like employer engagement is really important and not working in isolation, using your ARDL to reach out to other providers to collaborate where possible and, and sharing good practice across the sector is going to be really important, I think, for the success of T-levels. Do you have any top tips for providers preparing for T-level delivery in 2022? Top tips for 2022 providers, I would say, is don't leave things too late. Be proactive, which most of them are, to be fair, in, in terms of engagement with ETF, which has been really great. It's important, I think, to do things gradually and not leave everything to the last minute. So if you can do training following a, a timeline that you might have had from your OTNA, because once staff have completed some CPD, give them a bit of time to reflect on it and look at how that's going to impact their performance at work or how they're going to be engaging with T-levels moving further down the line. So that's useful. And I think sometimes if you leave things last minute, you lose that opportunity. So little and often, I think, is the term that they use in the sports sector nutrition industry, don't they? So that's really important. And I I think the other thing that some providers really need to focus on if possible is engaging with employers early and a lot of the conversations I've had with some of the providers in the Yorkshire and Humber region this year is that actually not just going out asking employers would they take a student on a placement for example but engaging employers in being part of something bigger so asking them to influence the curriculum design and getting them involved in the provision of the college and developing that partnership there's been some really innovative ideas around engaging employers and things like T-level tea parties and, and networking meetings, really quite good stuff to make employers feel part of the process as well. And it's important for providers to remember that employers are learning also about these T-levels. Everyone's on a bit of a learning journey. And if we can build some community and some collaboration around that and across sectors, I think the, the success of the T-levels will be, will be really good. Those were great. Thank you, Ian. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I'd say other aspects that I would point out to anyone who's listening, in particular those who are at providers and colleges, is do check out some of the the other provision that ETF has on offer. We're offering lots and lots of CPD around T-levels, but there's so much on offer from ETF. Lots of different things that you can get involved with. And I think that that's really important, having an opportunity to develop as an individual and your own sort of professionalism in terms of knowledge base and looking at research. There's lots of opportunities for that. So I'd really encourage people to check out the ETF website and have a little look at, you know, other aspects that they could get involved with. But secondly, as I mentioned previously, the opportunity to collaborate with other sector professionals and, and share expertise is, is only going to be good for the sector moving forward. So if you need support with that, reach out to your area relationship development lead. You can find their details on the ETF website. They'll probably be getting in touch with you as well. So you might have already had an email from someone or a phone call. So if you haven't had your OTNA done, definitely look at getting that booked in. And, and that will be a big help, I think, in terms of laying out the CPD that's available and other opportunities from ETF. And once that's done, really, the next emphasis is instigating the plan and working towards that start date. So things like the individual training needs analysis, great for individual staff members to do a self-assessment and look at their individual skill sets and opportunities for them to engage with CPD or industry insights programmes and other aspects of the T-level professional development offer, which is, is going to be really important, I think, and as I alluded to earlier, making sure that it's gradual.
gradual and not leaving everything to last minute so you can get the full benefit of the CPD you're accessing. It's going to be really, really important. So check out the T-Level Development Professional platform, the PDP, and have a look at what CPD is on offer and, and complete your ITNA through that. Thank you for your time today, Ian. It was really great to speak with you. For anyone who would like to find some more information or to find contact details for your ARDL, please visit et-foundation.co.uk.